This podcast is part of the Soul Zone Network. Hello, and welcome to the Butterfly Connection. Connecting your soul to source with Molly Ray Randall and Sarah Courtney. We are all connected, and we are not alone. What if you could rebirth your soul, gain movement in your life, and reconnect with your authentic self? Join us each week as we connect with Source to answer the burning questions that lie deep within us and gain clarity and wisdom to soar to our greatest potential. It's It's time time to fly. This is BK11, Finding Independence from Within. Hello, hello. It's Molly and Sarah. Hi, everyone. We are back again for another fantastic week with you. And today, our topic is going to be about independence. Since we are releasing on the 4th of July, we felt that speaking about independence today would be absolutely fitting. And this is a little bit deeper than the independence that we are celebrating on the 4th of July. This is about the independence of ourselves. It is about letting go of the stereotypes and the labels that we have put on ourselves and that society has put on us and things that we can do in order to really, truly feel connected and independent from the inside. So that we may lead a life of happiness and joy and connectedness. Yes. And I think once we let go of those labels that either other people put on us or we even put on ourselves and the pressures that we put on ourselves to be a certain way or speak a certain way or look a certain way, once we we let go of all of that and we do go within I think that the ultimate goal here is is to find inner peace. And we can't truly find that inner peace until we have found our independence and our freedom and found our authentic selves from within. So you're probably asking, all right, that's great. How do I do that? How do I find my independence? How do I get to a place where I can sit in a quiet room with myself and be okay with that. Be okay with just being alone. You know, many times we're so used to chaos of life that even having that moment to ourselves to sit and to be able to go within is uncomfortable. So what are some things that we can do to become more comfortable with that? So I think the first thing that we could talk about to become more comfortable is being able to quiet the mind. How can we get to a point where we can actually sit in a room or outside or wherever it may be and and actually be able to stop the noise? I think that comes from just doing kind of a meditation. And I just want to point out that meditation is different for everyone. You know, not everyone's going to sit down with their legs crossed and their hands up on a little pillow. 
I don't, I've never viewed meditation that way. But meditation is literally just quieting the mind. And so you can do this sitting outside. You can do this sitting in your house. Meditation is the key to the calmness. And if you're feeling a little bit intimidated by meditation, let's start with baby steps. So I have this fantastic app on my phone called Breathe, and it literally just has me breathe for one minute. It has me sit in a quiet place and literally just close my eyes and breathe for a minute. And I get reminders to do this throughout the day. This is a fantastic way to even start to get comfortable with the idea of meditation if you are a newbie and not quite comfortable with it yet. So give yourself a minute, one minute to breathe. You can set a timer, you can download an app. There's lots of ways that you can do this, but that would be a fantastic first step to really start connecting with your breath, with yourself, and with starting to practice clearing the mind. Because really, this is practice. It's like everything else in life. When we start to do something new, it requires practice. It requires giving yourself a bit of a time commitment and really setting the intention that this is something that you want to do. So why don't we just start from, from just a raw place, a raw beginner place, and go try to give yourself one minute a day to just connect with your breath. And then as you connect with your breath, start to focus on clearing out your mind. Yes. So. We've got that. We've got that going. Now, what's something else we could do? Say you're like, oh, I got this. I can breathe. I can do that 10 times a day. I can meditate for 20 minutes. I can focus on breathing once every hour. I got that. I am super comfortable. What else can I do to get rid of anxiety or labels or anything that's making me feel a little bit inside like I'm not quite as free as I could be? I think that one particular thing that can be talked about inside is asking yourself the question, what do I fear? And I know that this is kind of a a deep question and not everyone, you know, randomly says, gee, I wonder what I'm afraid of. And it can be something very on the surface, which is, you know, I'm afraid of spiders. So let's start there. What are your surface fears? And then maybe you could say, gee, you know, I'm really afraid to go into large crowds and I feel a lot of anxiety. Or you might be thinking, you know, I'm really afraid that I might say the wrong thing in a specific moment in time when I'm speaking to someone or in a group conversation. The reason why I bring these up are because these are my fears. And I have been dealing with this and trying to work through my anxiety. It's interesting because so many people that I know have anxiety. And if we really dive deep in and you find out what the fears are and you can look at them in the face and just say, you don't own me. You do not have control over me. It is freeing because we cannot reach a level of independence and be who we are and be amazing and feel okay with being who we are until we have faced the blocks that we have. And fear is a big one. 
Fear is a huge one. And fear, you know, when I think of fear and I think of wanting independence and having fears, fear can lock you in a cage. It can lock you in a cage and it can prevent you from experiencing life and experiencing things happening in life because you feel like you're locked up in this like cage and you don't know how to get out of it. So, you know, overcoming fears is not easy. It's not a simple thing. It, again, like the breathing, it's baby steps. So like, for instance, where Sarah was like, you know, one of her fears, she said, is being afraid that she's wrong. So my suggestion for her and and for myself, because I grew up in a family where I was told constantly that no matter what I did, it was never good enough. So I always felt like I was never good enough to the point where I would even in school be afraid to answer a question if I didn't know a thousand percent it was right. But the way to come out of that and to start coming out of that is to allow yourself to just say what you're thinking and feeling. If you know that it's coming from your heart, you can go down into your heart and ask the question, is this coming from my heart or is this coming from the fear cage that I'm in? If you can say yes to it's coming from my heart, say it. Right. And then as soon as you say it, it's no longer within you. It's in front of you. So I think that's why people say you have to face your fears. In the literal sense, you are doing that. The fears are coming forward and they're being put in front of you. And now you have a decision to make. Are you going to look at them and say, there's just no way out of this. I can't work through it. Or you could say, no, I will work through it. And then you come up with a plan as to how to do that. Now for myself, once I know what a fear is, I then can pinpoint it in my day where I'll be walking down the street and something will pop into my head and I'll go, oh my gosh, that's a fear. And that is the definition of anxiety, by the way. You could be going along having a great day and then all of a sudden something railroads you. A thought comes into your mind. But it's so important for you to literally say out loud, you do not control me. So this is not just an inward thing, a thinking thing. This is a, I'm actually going to physically say it out loud. And then I feel like that's an empowering step. It's an empowering moment because you are taking back yourself. And let's go one step further with that. So let's say that you have identified the fear, you have looked at it in the face, and you said, you're not going to own me any longer. You feel this empowerment, and now you can go about your daily life, and you could notice it, and you can actually stomp on it. You could say, oh, that's something that I know that I'm afraid of, but the question is, why? Why are you afraid of it? And by asking the question then, why? You can start to go even deeper, my friends, even deeper. So I'll give you an example. If I have a fear that I'm going to be wrong, normally I wouldn't say anything at all in a conversation. I would keep my mouth shut and I would allow everybody else to have an opinion around me and I would not give my opinion because I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of being wrong. I was afraid of being told that what I say doesn't matter. And I would feel like I was not being heard. But as soon as I ask why that is and start to understand that 
it's because I am lacking in my own self-worth and my own self-independence. And I choose in that moment to say, no, I am not going to stay silent and speak up and speak my mind. That is one example of overcoming a fear. And like Molly said, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. This is a very baby step process. But that is how you start to take back yourself and your own independence and be able to free your soul. Yes. And speaking up and offering your insight and opinion, if you are coming from a place of love, if you, again, are dropping down into your heart and you are speaking from a place of love, you are not wrong. That is what your heart is saying. Now, if you come off in this arrogant, cocky, ego-driven way, that, well, first and foremost, that's not even really you if you're coming off from an ego-driven way, and you will not be heard. But we always have to remember, we have worth, and what we say has worth. We need to make sure that it's coming from our heart, coming from a place of love. And really, if you think about it, even in being afraid to speak, I was always afraid that what I was going to say was wrong and not so much how I was feeling was wrong, but maybe just like a factual piece of information was wrong. So a lot of times what I do is I <laughs> Google, you know, word searching is a beautiful thing. I know that everything out on the internet is not factual and you really have to do your, your due diligence and research. But a lot of times I won't even talk about something unless I have done my research and I feel pretty good about what I know. But I'm going to offer another food for thought in this situation if you're afraid to speak up, if you're not quite knowledgeable about something. There is nothing wrong with having a conversation with someone and saying, you know, I don't really know a lot about that. I don't know enough about that to really have the conversation with you, but I would love to know a little bit more about that. You know, there's nothing wrong with letting a person having a conversation with you that is more knowledgeable in an area. There's nothing wrong with you saying, teach me. We don't have to just go to word searches and Google and things like that in order to find the information. That's the beauty of us all being the unique selves that we are. We didn't all come in here looking the same, knowing the same factual information. Our thoughts and feelings are different. You know, source did not make us look look all the same for a reason. It's because we have so much value to give to one another. We all have value in what we have to bring to this world. And as long as we are coming from a place of our heart and connecting with our souls and who we truly are, we have so much we can give to one another. We have to also be humble enough to say, I don't know much about that. Teach me. Or if you do think you know some information and someone says, well, no, I don't think that's what it is. And you look up and you find that you may have misread something or misunderstood something and you weren't right, it's okay to be wrong. Some of our biggest life lessons are from finding out we are wrong or I don't even, sometimes I don't even like to use the word wrong. We take that word and just 
we feel horrible when we use the word wrong. But, you know, if if we're mistaken or inaccurate, I think those are better words to use here. If we're mistaken or inaccurate, there is nothing wrong with you being told that. You are still the amazing person that you are. You still have so much to give. And now you have a moment where you can actually get accurate information or get a better understanding and knowledge about whatever it is that you thought you knew about and embrace the fact that you've just now been placed in a situation where you had a, a minute to grow and to learn something new. And who knows who you might run into, maybe even that day or down the road, where you might be giving that same information to someone else. Yes, absolutely. And I totally agree and want to piggyback off of the coming from your heart. It is so important to approach any situation with honesty, with trust, and integrity. And this goes along with what Molly was just talking about because we oftentimes don't speak up because we don't know a lot about whatever the information is that's being talked about. And by being honest and saying, I don't really know about this, you're coming from your heart. And by then saying, gee, you know, that's a really good point. This is all about communication. It's all about communicating with others in a loving way, but also communicating with yourself. So that when that thought comes in and says, well, you're probably wrong about this, or this situation is probably not your strength, you can take that voice and say, uh-uh, no, I am going to come from a loving place and I'm going to have humbleness and integrity. And that is, in my experience, in my opinion, that is the exact opposite of what is shown to us in society. Dishonesty is running rampant. Integrity is very difficult sometimes to point out or see. And the more that we are in touch with who we are and the more we are coming from our heart, the more freeing we are and the more independent we feel. But also, we are now the examples to others of how we can be, how we can communicate with each other, how we can raise our vibration so that we can come to a middle ground. And that is the definition of being unique because one person's opinion versus another person's opinion or disposition or life experience is going to be different. And the moment that you leave your heart and you go to your ego, all of that disappears. So by real definition here, to be independent and to be free in the soul is to be living in your heart and coming from a place of love and remembering that we are, in fact, imperfect beings. But the one thing that we can do perfectly is love. Yes, absolutely. So I ask you this Are you ready to break out of your cage? Are you ready to live your life? free of the fear that is holding you back from all of the experiences and the life lessons that you're missing out on because you're in that cage. So I want you this week to set an intention. This is a process. 
We're giving you this information now. Set the intention. I'm not saying that you will miraculously go, all right, I'm breaking out of the cage. And you have a like Superman or Superwoman moment and you just completely rip it to shreds and out you go. But if you set that intention right now, today, that I do not want to be in a cage and held back any longer, you have now just given yourself some independence and freedom. Absolutely. And also something to think about too is maybe sit down and on a piece of paper or in our guided journaling exercise, write down what is unique about you. Then see if you can incorporate one of those things that's unique about you into an experience. Please also remember that we have an amazing Facebook group, the Butterfly Connection, that you can join. We have affirmations in there. We are going to start going live more for Q&A and just to have wholesome discussions with you. And you are always welcome to participate and ask questions and communicate and everything else. We really want this to be a community. If you're really feeling like you need a little extra help, we do offer distance Reiki together. So you're getting kind of like double the power. And if you are unfamiliar with Reiki, Reiki is a beautiful way to clear out your chakras and your energies. And Reiki is a, an energy healing modality that helps to clear out or remove blockages that you might have going from chakra to chakra. And then once you can move those blocks out, you can gain the clarity needed to work through your fears to reach a level of independence and freedom. Absolutely. So if you're interested in checking out our distance Reiki service, you can go to thebutterflyconnection.com. Remember, connection is spelled K-I-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. And our services page is on our website. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We hope that you get on our Facebook page and check out our website. We hope you have many amazing days of independence. Many love, light, and blessings to you. Yes. Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Connection with Molly Ray Randall and Sarah Courtney. Check out our website at thebutterflyconnection.com and download our free weekly guided journaling exercises. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And join us next week for another soul-connecting conversation.